Hey everybody, it's Michael Martin. Thanks for being here. Happy Friday. So you may have noticed that, you know, the market is exhibiting signs of weakness. Granted, you're trading on a name-by-name -name basis, but you can still look at the indices for the general trends and ultimately relative strength, right? That's very important if you're looking at equities. What you might see is names breaking out and then stalling. You might see that you get into, therefore, several names that may or may or may not be like up one-tenth of one percent or two-tenths of a percent, and they kind of stall. And then you have a portfolio of several names and nothing's really happening. It's a good time to revisit the concept of having a time stop. Now, I'm all for giving things lots of room. That's why you might you know, trade smaller on your initial entries and scale into your winners to get to your optimal position for sure. But in markets like this where the the momentum has stalled or continues to stall, you find yourself looking at names that have big particular days, but they're inside of a downtrend or they're really kind of a snapback after a sell off, you know, and now you're stuck in these wide ranges and uh, there's no real direction. Now, ultimately, your job is to preserve your capital and to protect your money and play superior defense. The winners, I don't believe the old adage that winners tend to take care of themselves. They require work and attention, too. I think that's an outdated statement. But that's just my opinion. So I do know that if you have risk on and it's not going up, uh, that's the only time that you make money, right? It was when it goes up. If you're long, if it goes sideways or down, you're obviously losing, plus you have opportunity cost. In this type of a market, though, my perception is that, you know, you'll have to read the charts, but if the things are going sideways and you're in a soft overall environment, things tend to break out down to the, down to the downside. And ultimately, if they don't start making money right away, I don't think you want to be long for being long which means you got to get out. And after diversification, momentum is your next best friend. And if that stalls, you're hanging on to things that you're hoping are going to take off because you want to go back to when the markets were frothy and you could just throw anything on and it would pretty much work. You know, market environments change. And I think we're in that type of an environment right now. You have to be hypervigilant. One way you can do that is to obviously always have in your protective uh, sell stop when you're long. But the other thing is, if you're not making money on a particular name after several days, you might consider offsetting the trade altogether and just getting out. That's a time stop. So you're not selling it based on price. You're selling something because after a requisite amount of time has gone by, you haven't made money. So you can also figure this out for yourself when you look at your own trading journal and see, look at your winning and your losing trades. I'm going to guess that the majority of the trades that lost you money never really got out of the gates. And they started losing you right away, or they kind of had a breakout and then stalled. It never really amounted to much. Whereas the winning trades start making money right away. You might even have really bad slippage and skid getting into the name, right? The old saying is, the worse the fill, the better the trade. Because at least you know that there's other buyers there who might be ahead of you or who are trading size, and that's pushing the price around a little bit. But in terms of protecting your capital, it's just too uncanny to know that um, if, you're, if you're not making money right away, 
you might be employing hope at the wrong time because ultimately the numbers are telling you the truth and if it's not moving up or it's not bouncing right you want to buy something because you think it's going to bounce maybe you're gonna, this is good for pullback people who buy pullbacks right because sometimes pullbacks um which is a, an expression that's used after something has moved up it pulls back to what a 20 period ema maybe you know your self-inflicted trend line um meaning <laughs> some people write 45 different trend lines uh using all different types of rules so it's very difficult to know which one's at force. So I would just stick to drawing one trend line the same way all the time, right? So that this way you don't confuse yourself or try to talk yourself into staying in bad trades. Because in markets like this where they're soft, there's no amount of hope or otherwise that you can bring to the trade that's going to make the thing move. Even strong fundamentals can't help a market where the sellers are in control. So the best thing that you can do is kind of wait it out, sit on your hands and not force bad trades because you're used to having been making lots of money over the last 18 months. You have to be able to pivot and know when to muck your cards. And that's the type of environment that we're in right now, right? Where things come back and all the investment advisors are like, hey man, QQQ's down 10%. And you're like, yeah, that's great. So it could still go down 15, 20. So I don't want to be adding length in a falling market, right? Because then you're looking at putting yourself in another bad spot which is what you buy something at 700 it goes to 650 and then what are you going to do buy more and average it to 675 losers average losers right you're better off getting out of that first position and going to cash don't be emotionally attached to your basis it's only a number doesn't mean you're right or wrong but if the thing goes down after you have put it on you're losing money that's all there is to it. And fundamentals don't necessarily have to change all that much. Maybe you follow the interest rate market and you're seeing bonds are selling off, rates are going higher. That's going to spook the stock market. Whether it's right or wrong, it is what it is. And that's the reality of it. You don't have to agree with it. But fighting the tape, fighting a heavy tape is a quick way to be down 5% in no time. And I think you might, if you listen to the show... There's no sense in putting yourself in that situation unless you like that type of drama. I myself don't care for the drama, so I don't engage with it. It's just the way that I'm built. You know, there's nothing like waiting for another day. And if the strength doesn't show up tomorrow, it'll show up the next day. And if it doesn't show then, we'll just have to keep waiting. Ultimately, though, if you try to buy stocks in a weak-handed market, you're going to lose money. It's just a matter of time. You might get away with something, you know, in the short run. But that doesn't prove anything any more than I had mentioned the folks who bought GameStop because of some subreddit and made money. That's the worst that could have happened, right? Because they got rewarded for a bad process. Um, this is the type of market where folks who are buying pullbacks can get hurt. So I would be hyper judicious to be say, okay, well, maybe I still stick to my rules of buying a pullback. But if, if I don't see, you know, movement right away, off of the moving average or whatever tool it is that you're using, then you got to puke it out, right? Your job is to preserve your cash. And that's it. So there's a lot to be said on time stops. You can really set your own parameters. But one thing that might make sense is if you look back at your own trading history and see, okay, when I put risk on, when did it make me money? And on average, right? How long did it take me to get to a certain point of rate of return where I would add to my winner? 
And if you look at your losers, which is the most important thing, what was it that made them losing trades? Was it bad luck, bad timing, or bad analysis? Because, you, you know, pullbacks could be the beginnings of downtrends. That's the tricky part here, right? And if you look at the weekly QQQ, you know, it's still making lows. For example, if you're into these big, you know, large cap tech names, you can't be handcuffed to these things that could become dead corpses. They're in the headlines. Everyone's talking about them, but it's not that Farrah Fawcett poster that you had on your wall when you were a kid. You cannot fall in love with these things. You have to look at them as, as things that are eventually going to betray you. The minute you lose your objectivity is another way that you're going to start inviting drawdowns. So you have to be able to say, I made money with Apple and Alibaba and Tesla and Amazon and Enphase and, you know, Raven Industries and blah, 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 and DraftKings. And you had all these great names. But at the end of the day, if they turn against you, the reality is the price. And you can't start, you know, intuiting new fundamental and philosophical theories about why the price is what it is. Right? It's either a lot of sellers or the lack of buyers. And if the thing is going to go down, you might as well preserve your cash because that's what you get paid to do is to preserve your cash. And that means keeping your losses small. And it also means sitting on your hands when the time comes. And in this type of a market, I don't know when the, the tenor of it's going to change. But if you put on risk and it doesn't start moving like on a Monday, by Wednesday close, Thursday morning, you have to say to yourself, the momentum has stalled here. And I have opportunity costs and I have the potential to lose money. It's uh, probably more times than not, you're better off offsetting that trade than staying in it, hoping that the momentum's going to kick in later on. It might, the price might have to drop further in order for the momentum to kick in. But at that point, you're losing money. And now you're saying, okay, I need the momentum to get back to break even. Those aren't the kind of places you want to be. You're better off puking things out, going into cash, and then sitting on your hands and waiting for the overall market environment to become a lot more favorable to owning stocks in a trading environment. If you're an investor, that's a whole other ball of wax. But I still think for investors, if you're going to be buying um, you know, stocks when the, the, the buying pressure has dropped and the momentum has slowed, you, know, you invite the potential for drawdown. We're all going to have drawdowns. That's not the point. But the question is, you know, how, how big do you let it go and then how long do you want it to endure? Because that's the thing of drawdowns. You have magnitude and frequency. So how big is the drawdown and how long does it last? The goal here is to keep the losses small because presumably if you have smaller losses, like a 5% drawdown in a particular month, it's not terribly difficult to recover. But you have to be patient. And I don't know what it is, you know, with with the listeners and patients because... Patience, patience is kind of like, you know how they define coldness as the absence of heat and darkness as the absence of light. Patience is kind of like what you have to feel when you're not doing something that you know you're really good at doing because the timing isn't right. So whatever that feeling is for you, you'll have to combat that and address that feeling and say, okay, I know what this feeling is. It's like I want to peacock. I want to ex exhibit what I know how to do. But if you do that in the wrong environment, you end up hurting yourself right? And or your clients, you know, to some degree. It's not like it's the end. losing money is not a criminal thing. But if you are, especially if you're into getting performance fees or incentive fees or profit allocations, whatever you want to call them, 
that means you keep your losses small and you have to wait for the timing to be there. And some of the pros that I know are between 50 and 90% cash. So, you know, you have to figure out, you know, if you're coming into a soft market, why are you 80, 90% invested? Maybe you're an investment advisor, that would make sense. But if you're a trader, you know, it might be something to look at. You know, what are they saying that you're not? Where could they be wrong? Where do they have blind spots? But it gives you good fodder to kind of think about as you carve your own ethos out of stone and make it uniquely your own. That's the alpha, right? Anyway, those are my thoughts. Think about employing time stops to further protect your capital in, in, uh, in concert with having protective sell stops based on percentages. And I think you'll, uh, you'll cut your drawdowns by a decent magnitude or one that's at least material and one from which you can recover a lot faster and get to profitability, which is the goal. Anyway, if you'd like a free copy of the audiobook version of The Inner Voice Trading, you can get it for free at Martin Chronicle. It's on me. Other than that, I wish you a great weekend, and I'll see you Monday.